Arms Out Like Wings The Audition Miss Karen and Miss Belinska decided that I was good enough to audition for a professional ballet school. Miss Karen advised strongly against my auditioning for White Lodge, the Royal Ballet Junior School, because even though she thought I would have a good chance of getting in, each year they would cull their students, leaving talented children feeling worthless and heartbroken. Even in the strict world of ballet, this was harsh. A necessary route for the Royal Ballet to end up with only the very best dancers, but a harsh one nonetheless. Also at this time, the Royal Ballet School only offered ballet, and I was talented in other forms of dance too. In retrospect, though, I wonder if Miss Karen also thought that my ludicrously bendy back from doing so much acrobatics at the Jean Inwood School of Dance might have been a deal-breaker for the Royal Ballet. She may well have been saving me from an early disappointment. Maria Belinska was a personal friend of Miriam Marsh, who owned the Marsh House School of Dance in East Grinstead. This was a residential school, a boarding school, one of the very few schools in England at that time that trained young dancers to a professional level. It was a little different from the Royal Ballet School in that it covered all aspects of dance and showed very little concern for anything academic. The bare legal minimum amount of schoolwork was covered at Marsh House in those early days. Miss Belinska knew Miss Marsh, the owner of the school, well, and she only had to have a word with her to get me a private audition. When Dad went home and broached the subject of the possibility of my going to boarding school with my mum, she was furious. Being Italian, she had never heard of such a thing. She didn't know what Dad had been up to with these ballet classes that he had been taking me to every evening and at weekends. She had no idea he was plotting to send me away. And even if they were to even consider the prospect, how much would this kind of school cost? It was unimaginable. Mum and Nettie, my big sister, had just had babies. And even though Mum was already doing some dressmaking work for her regular customers, it was still hard to make ends meet. You silly bastard pazzo! How are we going to afford this silly stupid school? No one going to take my baby away from me. Piss off out of here and don't come back. He ignored her, of course. And him, Miss Karen and Miss Belinska went on to arrange my audition for the school, regardless of Mum's objections. And the date was arranged without her even knowing. Less than a week later, Miss Karen, my dad and me were driving into Marsh House School via the back gate. I don't know why we took the back gate. Maybe because Miss Karen knew the place well. It was very low-key. We parked outside Studio One, and Miss Karen and I went into the studio while my dad waited in the car. I was already in my dance kit, and my hair was up. This was how I dressed most days lately. So my mum was none the wiser that morning as she got me ready. We entered the studio, and I felt like I had come home. It was big and square, with ballet bars and windows on three sides. The floor was wooden, and in the corner was a square box with rosin in it. 
I ran across the floor, leaping and skipping. It felt so big, so liberating. Keep quiet, Glenda, said Miss Karen, even though I hadn't actually said a word. My movements were loud enough. I immediately stood still, and as soon as I did, I felt nervous, like I was in a foreign land, but in an instant the door creaked open, and through it glided Miss Marsh, her heels clicking gently on the floor. My immediate impression of her was of a bird. I like birds. She had a beaky nose with lots of makeup on it, but with wispy red veins peeping through. Her eyes were small and bead-like, and her lips were a pencil-thin red line. Her hair was completely covered by a colourful silk turban. She wore a fitted dress, but her tummy was huge, in direct contrast to her elegant, slim legs. I couldn't take my eyes off her hands. They were long and pointy, with a cigarette in even longer fingers, and her nails were perfectly painted in red. Her tiny wrists were adorned with gold bracelets, with some charms hanging from them. She was clutching a glass of what I gathered was water, and her hand shook a little, making all the bracelets clink together. She gave me a cursory glance and nodded at Miss Karen, who seemed quite happy with this flimsy greeting. Name? ordered Miss Marsh. Glenda, I answered. Name? she repeated more firmly. Nichols, shot Miss Karen. Nichols, give me one demi-plié, one full, and a rise with port bras in each position. I looked around for some source of music, but there was nothing. Did you hear me, Nichols? Get on with it, I haven't got all day. I did as she said, then turned around and repeated everything on the other side. Miss Marsh stood up and walked towards me with her beady eyes fixed on me. Her free hand in front of her pointing at me as if it were magnetically drawn to my leg. That fearsome hand grabbed hold of my leg and sunk its sharp pointy fingernails right into my flesh. She lifted my leg up until my foot was high above my head. With all the acrobatics I had done at the Jean Inwood School of Dance, my leg just went up higher and higher with no apparent end. Hmm, she murmured, and I thought I saw a sparkle in her eyes. Can you polka? she said. I nodded. Go on then. I loved to polka because my dad loved to watch me polka. And sure enough, as I polkered around the studio, I caught sight of my dad peeping through the window with joy in his eyes. Before I even stopped, Miss Marsh was on her feet, leaving the room. Miss Karen and I quickly gathered our things and followed her. When we were outside, we could see my dad striding towards her. Nobody intimidated my dad. She seemed thrilled to meet him. Who wouldn't be? Your daughter has talent. Term starts in ten days. We have a lot to do before then. You'll need a grant, I imagine. Uniform, too. No matter if she's a few days late. We'll save a bed for her. Goodbye. And she glided back to her house, which was right next door to Studio One. Save a bed for her? That sentence bounced around in my head. It was like an invitation to a very special sleepover. I hadn't even thought about the fact that I would sleep at the school. A very strange concept. Multiple beds seemed affluent beyond imagination, but that they would actually save one for me was, well, so kind. They must like me. 
I must be important to have a whole bed saved for me. Excitement built in my tummy and it made me want my mum.